the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. I learned about the experience of living with disability from my father-in-law, Frazier Robinson. At the age of 30, Frazier was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. For the next 25 years, as his condition progressed, he carried out his responsibilities to his family with grace and dignity. My wife, Michelle, has told me about the hidden toll it took on her family, the added burden on her mother, the complexity of planning even the smallest family outing to avoid the barriers they were sure to encounter, the uncertainty of the family's future. Frazier's story reinforced some simple and indelible lessons, that we must build a world free of unnecessary barriers, stereotypes, and discrimination, that policies must be developed, attitudes must be shaped, and buildings and organizations must be designed to ensure that everyone has a chance to get the education they need and live independently as full citizens in their communities. And that every nation has a special responsibility to look after those who can't live on their own because everyone deserves to live with dignity and respect. And so are the words of Senator Barack Obama. Here we are, National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we have invited both presidential candidates to the show or representatives working in their campaign to the show. Uh, we, as you know, cannot endorse one or the other on Voice America, and we are not, but what great words that you just heard. I want to mention that if you want to hear the rest of that uh, video and tape, go to the Obama website, and you will hear Senator Barack Obama finish that story that you heard part of talking about his commitment to people with disabilities. But you know what? We've got, we've got something almost just as good right now because we have Kareem Dale, National Disability Director for Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign as our guest to talk about this man's commitment to people with disabilities. Kareem, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Joyce. Thank you for the uh, nice introduction as well. I appreciate that. Glad well, to be I here. Well, I want to say, Kareem, it's an honor to have you. I just want to mention that the fact that Kareem not only took time to do this show, but guess what? As you all know, I am headquartered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Bender Consulting Services, working to change the way people think about employing people with disabilities, but forever have I been involved with Disability Mentoring Day, and the launch tomorrow, the national launch, was selected to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I do have to tell you that Kareem Dale is here, flew here from Nevada just to participate in Disability Mentoring Day, and we appreciate that so much. So, Kareem, since we have listeners throughout the world listening to you, could you first tell us what made you decide to work in the disability area as an advocate for us? Well, I think, Joyce, that being a person uh, like myself who is blind, I've experienced, obviously, lots of discriminations. I'm sure 
most of your listeners have who are out there who are people with disabilities, and you experience discrimination on a daily basis, whether it's in school, whether it's in your job, uh, whether it's in your personal life, no matter where it is, you experience uh, people not respecting you, treating you with dignity, treating you with respect. And it is a frustrating experience. And, you know, we have some laws, but they're not enforced, and then we don't have enough laws. And so uh, when the call came from me to try to help out and pitch in where I can and support the many advocates who have been working much longer than me on disability issues, it was something that I simply could not turn down. And it's just I've become so much more passionate about uh, advocating and getting new laws and enforcing the ones that are on the books that it's just been a tremendous experience. Well, thank goodness that, you know, you are an example out there doing that because I always say, you know, it's one thing having a disability and complaining about it. It's another thing being an advocate and a champion. And Kareem, you are, and I want all of our listeners to know, that Kareem Dale is extremely accomplished, very, very accomplished. He is the founder and partner for the Dale Law Group, and in addition, he has received countless awards for his extraordinary work uh, as a person, Kareem, who is blind and an African-American. What would you attribute to your success? I think what I would attribute to, uh, attribute to my success would be, mainly would be my parents uh, and my family, because I, ha- I have an older brother who is an attorney who's also uh, blind, and he's three years older than me. And I think that when we were growing up, my parents uh, never, ever let us uh, lean on being blind as a crutch or lean on that as being an excuse for not excelling in school, for not doing chores around the house, for not uh, being active personally and playing outside and, and just doing everything that everybody else in the world was doing. And I can remember times when uh, my grandparents would say, no, 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 you shouldn't be letting them uh, you know, uh, cut the grass or clean the bathrooms or do whatever or tie their own shoes. And my parents said, no, we're going to treat them just like uh, everybody else in the world, and they're going to learn to adapt and work, and they're, they're, they're just not going to use their blindness as an excuse or a crutch. So my success goes directly to my parents and my older brother who set the example and just said, you know, we're going to be just like everybody else, and we're going to do whatever we uh, please to do. And, and that's where I got my foundation. That's where I got my drive from, and, and that's the way I live my life. No excuses. Uh, just get it done. Just get it done the way I think it should be. No pity. Hey, uh, before we go further, Kareem, you have a we have a caller on the line. Um, is this Jim? Yes. Jim. Jim Dixon. Yep. Hi, Joyce. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm good. And for those of you listening to the show, Jim is with the American Association of People with Disabilities and is known nationally for his work in disability voting. Go ahead, Jim. Yes, um, I'm wondering what position Mr. Obama has taken on accessible voting. There's been a um, a lot of claims. There's been a big push to have everybody voting on paper, and paper is not accessible. And I'm wondering. I wonder what position Mr. Obama's taken on this. 
Thanks for the uh, question, Jim. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, Jim, I'm sure I don't have to tell you that uh, we have the Help America Vote Act, HAVA, and that is designed for individuals to have fully accessible voting equipment as well as for the polling locations to be completely physically accessible for persons with disabilities. Unfortunately, you know, as late as last year, over one-third of the states did not have accessible polling locations at every polling spot or didn't have accessible polling equipment. And Senator Obama has just said that's simply unacceptable, um, that that's something that he is not going to tolerate under his regime. He has set forth his plan to fully fund the Help America Vote Act, HAVA, and he is, that, that's going to be a goal of his, to make sure that all Americans can participate in the process. I think that what we have seen through this campaign, through the primary and through the general election, that Senator Obama has brought millions and millions of new voters into this process and his desire to bring everybody in so that everybody can vote personally and privately is a critical factor and so he fully supports full funding for the help america vote act um, you know there are many states that are doing great things like in oregon they have it where you can vote via computer and they have a fully accessible computer website where you can vote and then print it out, and everything is accessible. The envelopes have signing guides. It's a beautiful program. Uh, I'm not suggesting that uh, Senator Obama will adopt that as his program, but Oregon is a good example of uh, things that are going well. And so we, uh, Senator Obama plans to fully support and fund HAVA. In Europe, um, people can vote absent ballots by telephone, it's very secure. Would Mr. Obama support that so that people who are voting absentee can vote privately and independently? That's a good question, Jim, and, and I don't know the specific answer to that because I haven't looked into that program. Um, to my knowledge, Senator Obama has not looked into that program, but I think that under his administration, uh, his commitment to people with disabilities, we're going to get it right so that every individual can vote privately and be, have fully accessible right to vote privately. So, I mean, I'm sure that all options will be explored. I don't know if that one would be one that would be adopted, uh, but we plan to get it right uh, so that all Americans can have the right to vote privately and independently. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Jim, thank you very much for calling in. Um, I think... If do we have time here? Yes, we do. I think we have another caller on the line, Ethan. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead, Ethan. Yeah, Karine, this is Ethan Ellis. I'm following up with a question from about uh, voting uh, the Help America Act and the Motor Voter Act. We're both supposed to increase the opportunities of people with disabilities to vote in the accessible polling places. They have not been enforced by the federal government, partly because there hasn't been the amount of money that was originally committed actually appropriated. What will Obama do to help us out in this regard? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question, uh, Ethan, because uh, you know my last comment really focused on the funding. Um, and we have so many... Uh, pieces of legislation that are on the books, you know, such as IDEA or other uh, legislative actions that are on the books, but the enforcement is a lot of what we need. And not only has Senator Obama pledged to fully fund HAVA, but he's also pledged to enforce violations of HAVA. And if states are not providing accessible polling locations or accessible equipment, 
uh, then that action is going to be enforced. That's a federal law, and states need to be following that federal law. And so Senator Obama has pledged to fully enforce HAVA. You know, from my own personal experience, I vote here in Chicago, uh, or vote in, I'm not in Chicago today, I'm in Pittsburgh with, with, with Joyce, but in Chicago, I vote at a polling location, and I'm telling you there's nothing more empowering to walk than walking into that polling location in Chicago and having the talking equipment uh, that I can go in, put my headphones on, and make my own voting choices. It's just a really empowering experience not to have to sit there with somebody and have them fill it out. And so uh, that's something that I think Senator Obama understands, and he's fully committed to enforcement and funding. That's exciting. I appreciate your answer. Thank you. Uh, Ethan, thank yeah. you very much for calling in. I really appreciate that. And I think you can see, Kareem, that... This whole issue of accessibility is on everyone's mind. Absolutely. I think it is, and I think it should be on everybody's mind. You know, we're obviously in a presidential election, but there are so many more elections across the country that happen every year, whether it be on the local, county, state, or federal level. And in all of those elections, not just a presidential election, there need to be accessible polling locations because we need people with disabilities need to be able to exercise their vote, and sometimes our community gets discouraged and doesn't want to go because things aren't accessible, whether there's not an interpreter at the polling location or whatever the case may be, and, and that's just unacceptable. Um, everybody needs to have a right to vote independently and privately. Yes, and you know, again, remember, if you cannot vote, Kareem, what do you want people to do that want to go out and vote but are saying they can't get in the door because it's not accessible? Well, I think that they should, uh, number one, they should talk to the people at the polling location. Uh, number two, you can always uh, work with or talk to your Secretary of State in your state because the Secretary of State is the one responsible for ensuring polling locations are accessible in that state. And I know that there are many Secretaries of State across the country that are working on this, uh, especially we see a lot of problems in rural areas. So you can contact your local Secretary of State. That would be the uh, route that I would suggest that you go. Um, and okay. Hey, listen, and we can talk about that more when we come back. I just want to say one thing. Don't not vote, though. Don't not vote. Make sure we follow through. We can even talk about that more when we come back. But if you just joined us, what a show. Kareem Dale, National Disability Director for Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign. This is Joyce Bender. You're listening to Disability Matters. At voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? 
Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. And you know, I could talk to you all day about one of the presidential candidates, whether it be Senator McCain or Senator Obama, but that's not as good as having someone that works in the presidential campaign. And that is why we are delighted to have on the show today Kareem Dale from Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign. And Kareem, before I ask you the next question, just for anyone else listening to the show, what what were you saying? Because I want to make sure they heard the whole thing. Let's say someone wants to vote. They're in Ohio. They're in Montana. I don't care where they are, but they're having a problem with accessibility. What should they do? I think what I would say, Joyce, is, number one, contact your Secretary of State. The Secretaries of State across the country are the ones responsible for making sure polling locations are accessible and people can vote. That's number one. That's what you should do. But I think more importantly, we're now about 20, 21 days away from the election, and almost every state, I think, has started their early vote or absentee vote or voting by mail or whatever your state has. And we at the Obama campaign are encouraging as many people just go out and start voting right now. I know plenty of people who've already voted, and that's really important. Go ahead and vote. So do you, you know, on the day, if you're a person, for example, who's blind and all of a sudden, you know, public transportation breaks down that day or your ride can't take you or, you know, you can't get to the polling locations because of some sort of transportation snafu, we don't want that to happen. Or if there's long lines and you've got to go to work on November 4th, go out there, vote early. Don't depend on waiting for um you know, don't depend on waiting for November 4th. Right. That's right. I agree. You must vote. Vote, vote, vote. I've told you on every single show that you know whether you vote Democrat or Republican, there is no excuse to not vote. In America, that's what this country is based on, you need to vote. Uh, Kareem, you were stating before that you attribute your success to your parents because of the way they treated you. And I just wanted to go back to one thing. I tell people all the time that one thing that I believe has hurt people with disabilities uh, is pity. Because when you pity the person, it's like racism. You're really just saying they're inferior. You know, they can't do the job. Um, and, and don't you agree that, that, does, that when people pity people with disabilities, that does not help them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think anybody wants, nobody wants to be pitied. Uh, we want to be treated as equals. And, you know, there's nothing worse than pity because pity just leads to that old patting you on the head like you're, like you're a dog or an animal or something or just looking down upon you uh, like you're a child and you can't make your own decisions. And there's nothing more frustrating 
than being pitied. And um, people want to be treated as equals. Um, you certainly want people to understand as much as they can what it means to be a person with a disability, but treat them with respect. And let, let me give you, uh, if I can, Joyce, I'd like to give you an example of, of Senator Obama's understanding and not treating uh, people with pity. Uh, if I Go just ahead. might. Uh, Senator Obama, one of his closest friends for about 20 years is a guy named Mike Strachmanis. Mike was, or uh, was chief counsel for Senator Barack Obama in the Senate office and now works on the campaign. Mike is an individual who has a son on the autism spectrum. His son's name is Jury. And Jury used to come to work with Mike quite a bit. And what Mike talks about is that, you know, um, Barack treated Jury like an individual, like a quote-unquote regular person treated him with respect and dignity, did not look down upon him, talked to him like a regular person and not as a person uh, with autism or with a disability and didn't treat him any differently. And that's his understanding. That's his empathy. And that, that's what he, that's the type of person he is. That's what he is, that's how, that's what's going to guide his policies as a uh, president. Yes. And, and, that is the way that it should be. Well, since we're talking about this, uh, Kareem, how did you get involved with Senator Obama? Well, I got involved with him. Uh, I am from Chicago, and that's, that's where I grew up and was born and raised. Back in 1998, I was uh, president of the African American Law Students Association at University of Illinois Law School. And I guess Barack, he had been in the Senate for about, the state Senate, uh, state legislature in Illinois for about two years at that time. And I knew of him, had heard of him, and I invited him to come down and speak to the Illinois Law School. And he came down, gave a great speech. Uh, he was talking about some of the same things he's talking about today, change and inclusion and bringing more people into the process. He gave a great speech to the law school then. And so I've known him ever since then and have supported him through his various uh, political races, mostly in a fundraising capacity, and uh, continued to support him, hosted different fundraisers for him. And about a year ago, we were at a fundraiser, a year and a half ago now, we were at a fundraiser, and I asked him a question about disability issues, and he said, as politicians are wont to do, Joyce, he said, uh, that's a great question, Kareem. How about you come work for me on my disability policy committee and help me out? So, um, I, about a year ago, I started volunteering on his disability policy committee, which is made up of about a hundred uh, disability advocates, persons with disabilities, families of person, family members of persons with disabilities, and friends, to help guide and and help uh, adopt his policies for persons with disabilities. And then, a couple of months ago, the campaign asked me to come on and take this role as a staff member for the campaign. Well, that is wonderful. Now, now, what is your title now with them, Kareem? Uh, National Disability Vote Direct. Wow. So did you ever think you'd be doing that, Kareem? Um, I didn't ever think I would be doing that. I mean, it, it certainly I was practicing at my law firm. I was very happy practicing in my law firm, having my own law firm, and didn't ever think I would be doing that. But, you know, when, when you know what they say, when the next president calls you, what are you going to say? But uh, I was I was very pleased to take the role and it's very exciting and, and I just I believe in him so much and have believed in him for the last 10 years so I, I just think it's fantastic well it is an amazing thing that has happened and it's amazing how many people in this country for the first time are voting and are registering to vote um, but I have to ask you as you know Kareem I am very involved nationally in the disability community and next year 
I will be the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation of America. And I am a woman with epilepsy and a hearing loss. So uh, in, in behalf, just like you as a person with a disability, but in behalf of all the listeners with disabilities, what would you say to them if they would ask you, well, Kareem, what will Senator Obama do for us? What will they do for people with disabilities? Well, Joyce, that's about a, a, a two-hour answer, probably, what he's going to do for you. But, I, you know, I'll try to hit some of the highlights. I, I think most importantly what he's going to do is change our lives in a positive way. He's going to um, put in place policies that are the best in the history of this country for Americans with disabilities. Um, he for example, is going to provide universal health care for every American, including Americans with disabilities. And what's important about his health care for Americans with disabilities is that you are not going to be discriminated against based on pre-existing conditions, um, unlike Senator McCain's uh, plan for health care. And so all Americans with disabilities are going to have great health care. He's going to fully fund the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act so that Congress will step up to the plate and fund the 40% of excess costs for educating children with disabilities like it has supposed to, like it should have been doing uh, for the past umpteen number of years. So he's going to make sure that that happens and make sure that Americans or children with disabilities um, get the education they need. And I think a big thing that he's going to do, we just had the ADA Amendments Act pass. Um, President Bush signed that into law. But the reason we needed that was because that there were judges, conservative judges, Rehnquist, Scalia, who narrowed the ADA, the original intent of the ADA, and said that there were many people with disabilities who weren't, in fact, people with disabilities. So we had the ADA Amendments Act. What Senator Obama is going to do is to appoint judges who understand what it means to be a person with this disability and understands the original intent of the ADA. And, they're, and, he, and those, he's going to appoint those judges that understand that and that are going to uphold the intent of the ADA. And, that, and that's very, very critical. So I think those are just some of the highlights. He's got a nine-page plan of things that he's going to do for funding and uh, things on autism and, and other things on early diagnosis and I could go on and on and on, but those are a few of the highlights, Joyce. Okay, and you know, um, an email question here from a Leonard from Wisconsin saying, uh, can you tell me, do you think that if Senator Obama becomes president, we will see an increase in the employment of people with disabilities? I think the answer to that question, the one-word answer is absolutely. Um, to expand upon that a little bit, it, you know, we all know the, the very dismal statistics that persons with disabilities are two, time le two times less likely to be employed than persons without disabilities. Just, that's just unacceptable um, under Senator Obama. So I think he has a plan in place for addressing employment for people with disabilities. Number one, he's going to start with the executive order that President Clinton signed or, or issued right as he was leaving office that President Bush has done nothing with. Uh, he's going to reinstate that executive order, which is going to mandate the hiring of 100,000 federal employees with disabilities in the next four years, by the end of his uh, uh, next five years, I'm sorry. And um, that is going to obviously create a lot of employment. But what that really is going to do, besides hiring 100,000 people, it's going to set an example. The federal government is the largest employer in this country, and that 
is going to set a tone that hiring people with disabilities is the right thing to do. It's something that you must do, and you must not discriminate. And that's going to set a tone for private employers. And he's going to, uh, Senator Obama is going to set up a commission to oversee that and to also examine what are the best practices for hiring people with disabilities and what corporations are doing the good, good, good job of that. And he's going to take those best practices and talk to corporations across the country and say, this is what you need to be doing. Um, he's going to also... When he does that, he's going to also make sure that corporations know that there are benefits for hiring persons with disabilities. You provide accommodations, there are tax credits for that. So he has a whole host of things that he's going to do for employment to improve the uh, employment rate for people with disabilities. And those are just a few of the things. There are more. There are more in his comprehensive plan. Okay. And if someone wants to know more about that, should they go to his website? Yes, you can go to his website. We have a shortcut for people with disabilities, and that is disabilities.barackobama.com, disabilities.barackobama.com. And you can see um, our plan. We just recently released a uh, comparison between Senator Obama and Senator McCain on disability issues. It's a factual comparison with citations to vote, so you can check it. Uh, Just this past week, um, I think, Joyce, I sent it to you. There was a letter that Senator Obama wrote to the disability community celebrating uh, National Employment Disability Awareness Month or National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and uh, he outlined some of the things that he's going to do and talked about the employment rate. It's a fantastic letter, uh, fantastic letter by Senator Obama. So, um, you know, I would encourage everybody to check that out. I can email it to folks or however. All right, and that is something that you can see by going to that website, read about it. Remember, you need to be educated. Again, no matter which way you vote, you've got to vote. But you need to be educated. This is Joyce Bender at voiceamerica.com, where disability does matter. We are with Kareem Dale from Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, 
and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back if you just joined us. You are in for such a treat because we are with Kareem Dale, National Disability Director for Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign. And we are so delighted to also have Kareem with us in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we are having the national launch this year for Disability Mentoring Day. And Kareem came to join us for our event this evening, our gala for the kickoff. The day is actually uh, tomorrow, Disability Mentoring Day, but we're having our event tonight, and Kareem took time to fly in to be here, and we are so appreciative that he is here with us. Uh, Kareem, I I do have a question. We already talked about uh, HAVA. I want to ask you something about Senator Obama. And I'm going to tell you when I first heard about this. I was at the New York Law School when uh, Senator Durbin gave a presentation. Actually, I sat with him at the table, and he was the speaker. And when, and if any of you want to read his speech, by the way, go to New York Law School, and you can read the whole speech. Uh, it's the Tony Quello Lecture Series. So just go there and read uh, the Tony Quello Lecture Series. But he did tell a story about Senator Obama. And the story that he talked about is how Senator Obama graduated at the very top of his class at Harvard and was president of the Law Review but and could have gone to work for any corporation in America uh, but chose to do something else. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I can. And, you know, I... I... You know, I certainly don't claim to have any uh, real personal insight on the matter beyond what a lot of people have heard um, Senator Obama say. But, you know, I think that it's really why he's running for president and uh, people like me are working for him. Uh, because when I left law school at the University of Illinois, I did not go to community organizing. I went to one of those big firms that Senator Obama easily could have gone to and turned down. And I went there and, and worked at uh, that law firm for seven years. So it, it's just a, it's a test of his character and what he is as a, as a man and as a person and what he believes in. And I think, you know, people who don't really know what it is, I mean, you can leave Harvard Law School and probably he could have made, you know, upwards of starting out for $100,000 a year or something, something close, very close to that, and right now probably would have been making a million dollars a year. But he decided to go do community organizing, and I think it was because he felt like he could really make a difference. There, were, there, were, there was um, poverty on the south side of Chicago where he went to work and where I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Uh, there, were, there was high unemployment. People didn't have any hope. Uh, there was a lot of jobs being lost. There was uh, uh, plants that were being closed. And he saw he could go make a difference. Instead of going to just work in a big law firm and collect a check, 
um, and worked for corporations, he saw that he could go make a difference, and that's who he is. And we've heard a lot of things about uh, some denigrating comments about community organizing, but I think people in the disability community understand that community organizing is what gets us through. The advocates like you, Joyce, and like others like Jim Ward and, and others out there that are working hard, that's what it's all about. And so that's that's the type of man that he is and believes in making a difference. And I think we see that now through his presidential campaign where he has decided not to take money from corporations. He doesn't take money from registered lobbyists. He takes money from ordinary Americans that are seeking change. And that goes all the way back to his community organizing, and it's what distinguishes him uh, from other candidates, both Democratic and Republican. So it's it's just really a phenomenal story about him and what he's all about. Yes, and uh, that is a phenomenal story. And as I said, if you want to even read more about that, if you go to New York Law School to the Tony Follow Lecture Series, you can read uh, Senator Durbin's speech where he tells this whole story in detail. Um, and I found it to be, you know, really an interesting story when he talked about it. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, over the past years, Kareem, People with disabilities, here we are, there's 54 million Americans with disabilities. Just epilepsy alone, Center for Disease Control just came out with the new figures. There are 5 million Americans living with epilepsy or a seizure disorder, 5 million. Now, why do you think it is in the past that Americans with disabilities were not mentioned in presidential campaigns? Well, it's hard to say, Joyce. It really is hard to say, and... I think what you've touched on um, thus far, just in this radio show, and I know you touch on it on, on all your radio shows and, and throughout your work in the community, is that we need to vote, um, and we need to vote in numbers. I've heard the AAPD talk about the fact that we're voting. We need to be up there voting in the levels, for example, that the labor unions vote. In the 70%, 80% of our community need to vote. I mean, that the things that affect us are so critical health care and education is so critical um, because we're constantly having barriers put in our plate put in our way and we're constantly being discriminated against that it's it's more critical for us to vote to make sure that the people candidates are um, are addressing the needs and the and knocking down the barriers that are put in our way so we just need to vote more and let uh, politicians know that we are a substantial voting block and that we vote on disability issues. And I, and I think that's one important thing. We just need to be uh, more visible. And I think, you know, when you look at somebody like Senator Obama, he's going to do it because it's the right thing to do. He understands it. He gets it. And so regardless of any voting polls or any raising of any money, he put his plans together over a year and a half ago before, you know, he was ever thought that he was going to win this election because he felt like it was the right thing to do, and that's what makes him a great candidate. But to the extent that we can become more involved in the process, that that's what we need to do, vote more. Hey, have some fundraisers. Um, you, you know, we need to participate just like everybody else. You know, we, there's a few people in the disability community organizing a fundraiser in D.C. on October 23rd. And that's, it's a great thing. We're looking to raise fifty to $100,000. Um, people are giving at small levels, just like with Senator, you know, just like in the general campaign. I um, mean, just become more involved in the process, and I think let people, I think that'll give politicians uh, more reason to say, hey, we need to recognize this community and talk more about us. You know, and that is so true, because I've said before, um, even if we started now, first of all, everyone should vote. Everyone listening to the show, again, 
No matter how you vote, no matter what your party line is, what I care about the most is that you vote. You've got to vote. But let me just tell you, if after this presidential election, if over the next four years we work day and night to get a petition of everyone that we get registered to vote, and you went back to one of the, you know, either the incumbent and the person running against the incumbent and said, I want to show you something. I have two or three million registered votes right here. Believe me, it would make a difference. Now, I know there's far more than that since there's 54 million of us, but let's just remember the last election. Remember, it was only like 100,000 votes or whatever it was that you know made the difference. I mean, your vote really does make a difference. And if we could work day and night, day and night, and go to one of these candidates and say, listen, either to the incumbent or to the person running against them, I've got news for you. We have these millions of names of registered voters. You would see everyone noticing us more. Don't you agree with that, Kareem? I, I could not agree with you more on that. I mean, you, you and, I, and, I, and I've talked to some advocates in the community who have been advocates much longer than me and know much more about this. Um, and there are, there are obviously some constraints on our community because of limited resources. But the community has got to figure out a way to make it known that we vote and that we vote on disability issues, and that's a key thing. And so that if you're a woman uh, with a disability or an African-American with a disability, a primary concern for you still are disability issues um, and not just being a woman or an African-American. And if you deliver that type of proof to candidates, I think you're right. They'll start talking about it more, but we've got to show that. And I know it's 54 million, you know, we that number is used, and that's the accurate number for people with disabilities. I think it's actually more now, 56 or 57. Um, but let's just start with a million. And let, I mean, let's start saying we have a million people who, who vote and vote with a primary focus on, di- or one of their primary focuses is on disability issues. We demonstrate that. That's how you start to get, um, you know, more political sway, if you will, um, and again, you know, Senator Obama is doing it because it's the right thing to do. But uh, we've got to think about a long-term plan for the community, and I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly um, that that needs to be done and worked on. And I'm going to challenge everyone listening to this show right now. You know I'm going to be that chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation, and I'm going to be trying to figure out how we get this petition and this drive to get those one million votes. The person that has done so much... Behind the scenes is Jim Dixon. This man has been talking about this forever, working on this forever at AAPD, also a person with a disability. But I maintain that you walk in four years from now and say, here, here's my one million voters. You're going to get their attention. Believe me, we will get their attention. And I know there are, no, there are more than that, but we just have to do something significant to really show someone, here's where we are and here's what we'll do. Now, you're listening to this show today. Remember what Justin Dart said before he passed away? Remember what he said? Vote as if your life depends upon it, because it does. Truer words were never spoken than by Justin Dart when he made that comment. Because just as Kareem said, there are issues out there that will impact your life. There are issues out there that will impact your health or access or access to education. You have to vote. You have to get out there and vote. And, again, I want to just mention AAPD.com, Jim Dixon, 
uh, great person working on this for years. If you need any other information, you want to send him an email, you know, get in touch with him. Uh, but I think that Kareem is trying to set the stage for us since he's making an appearance here on Disability Mentoring Day. And, Kareem, how important do you think that is to get our young people in the groove right now? Well, it's it's obviously critical. I mean, mentoring, uh, I think that the, the old African proverb goes, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And if you are a person with a disability or, you know, even if you're not a person with a disability, you have a family member with a person with a disability, you need to reach back, um, you know, because I know for me, for example, I was I was helped by uh, lots of people. Uh, my older brother was a significant influence as a person with a disability. And so you need to reach back and help out. And mentoring is a critical way so that uh, people with disabilities can see other people with disabilities being successful, being independent, and not using anything as an excuse. That's what we need to see, see people going to college and, and getting jobs and excelling and having families and, and doing all of those sorts of things and not, you know, using anything as an excuse because there are barriers in our way, no question about that, and there is discrimination every day, but you've got to keep pushing. And, we, you know, we need to show people, uh, show our, our youth that there's a way to do that. Well, and you heard it. You heard that from Kareem Dale with Senator Barack Obama. We'll be right back. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com if you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show as we celebrate National Disability Employment Awareness Month and tomorrow, Disability Mentoring Day. You know, I love when Kareem was talking about mentoring and why he does this about giving back, looking back in your wagon, you know, that's what it's all about. 
It's only by the grace of God I'm sitting here right now because, as you all know, I had a terrible accident that was a result of my epilepsy that led to brain surgery, and, you know, here I am. Now, here I am. I'll be the chair of the Epilepsy Foundation. So it's amazing what happened since 1985. But you know what I believe? I believe you should always give back. And what, one thing I was talking to Kareem about, who works with Senator Barack Obama, is that the unemployment rate for minorities with significant disabilities is 80 to 90 percent. This is what I refer to as double jeopardy, or if you're a female, triple jeopardy. And um, do you believe, Kareem, that Senator Obama would be able to address that issue? I, I absolutely uh, do believe he would be able to address that issue, and I'm, and I'm sure that he, he will. I think that I don't think we need to look any further than the speech that he gave in this great state right up the road in, in Philadelphia, the speech that he gave on, on race at that time uh, when the whole Reverend Wright controversy was out there. Um, that speech on race, I know that I talked to many of my friends, African-American, uh, white, Hispanic, and many people were in tears at that speech on race, such a profound speech, a history-making speech. And you look at his understanding of race and what's going on in this country, you combine that with you know the stories that I've told already about his connection to the disability community. I mean, he's the perfect candidate to deal with that. I'm a person, I'm African-American, and I'm blind. It obviously would be something close to my heart. I've done a lot of advocacy in my life for, for African-Americans and a lot of mentoring of children and, and things of that nature. So um, no matter where we go after this election, um, Senator Obama is, is president. Um, I certainly will continue my advocacy no matter where I am. Uh, back in my law firm or, or, or whatever. So I think he's the candidate to do it. There's no question about that. Oh, that 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 is wonderful because no matter who is president, this is an issue that I feel as if, like, all these people are falling through the cracks and people just don't care about it or doing anything about it. Someone needs to do something about this. And, you know, I have met young African Americans with disabilities that have that when they first meet me, I'll say, so what do you want to do if they're in a wheelchair? Oh, I'm going to play wheelchair basketball. And then they meet me, and I tell them how I hire people in IT, business, all these areas, and they say, well, you know what? I'm black, and I have this disability. I just never dreamt anyone would hire me. Mm. So, I mean, you know what? You don't get that feeling for no reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't get that feeling for no reason. Um, Let's see. I think we have a caller on the line Oh, from Pittsburgh. Jim from Pittsburgh. Go ahead. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm calling about the, uh, the the whole issue of uh, people with disabilities not being perceived as being a potent voting block. And one of the issues that's near and dear to my heart is the whole compliance with the National Voter Registration Act. And the National Voter Registration Act requires all disability service agencies to register uh, or at least offer voter registration opportunities to the people they serve on a regular basis. It requires that of paratransit agencies, centers for independent living, um, every school district, at least in the IEP process, must provide that. And yet the federal reports show that the compliance with, with this law is really abysmal. Um, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, um, last year, all MHMR, mental health, mental retardation agencies in the entire state registered only 38 people. Um, 
school districts in Pennsylvania registered only 18 people. I mean, these are numbers that are bad beyond belief. And so, you know, one of the things I think that we really need to, to look at is, you know, those instances where there are laws in place that would support a, a disability voting block kind of coming to be. Uh, I think the National Voter Registration Act is one of our best tools. Um, and I would encourage people to look at the, uh, there was a biennial report to Congress by the Election Assistance Commission, and state upon state upon state, the numbers were just horrible. Yeah, I, I, Jim, you raise, a, you raise an excellent point, and we have certainly tried to be on top of that. One of the first emails that, that, that I sent out and that we sent out to, we have a list, list of you know hundreds and thousands of folks in each state that we've been communicating with about Senator Obama's policies. And the first thing that we sent to them was an email talking about voter registration and saying that, the NVRA state agencies that are providing services to people with disabilities need to be providing registration material. And if they weren't, you need to report them to the federal government. So I couldn't agree with you more. We've got to make sure that these agencies are following the NVRA. Very good. Thank you very much. And, Jim, thank you for calling in. Thank you. As you can see, you can see, Kareem, as I mentioned earlier, this whole voter registration thing, is on everyone's mind. But that's good, because then we can get that drive four years from now to have that million votes in our hand, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Uh, Kareem, you have already, oh, my goodness, you've accomplished so much in your life. I mean, accomplished attorney, founder of this law firm, many awards you've won. You've done just so many things. Um, and now here you are heading up this uh, disability vote for Senator Barack Obama. I asked this question to everyone on the show, so I'll ask you also. Um, what would you say you are the proudest of? Oh, boy. That's, man, that's an interesting question. That's a hard one, I know. That's a hard question. Um, I actually ask a form of that question when I interview people. I ask people, uh, what are you most proud of on your resume? So I, I use that question as well. But I think the thing that I'm most proud of is starting my own law firm. I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really anything more I can be proud of than making that decision to be an entrepreneur. My dad is an entrepreneur and deciding that I was no longer going to work at a firm or corporate setting where you constantly have to reprove yourself every day, every assignment, every case, despite the fact that you've done good work, but because people don't know or are not used to dealing with people who are blind, you constantly have to prove yourself and they don't give you the same opportunities and you get discriminated against. And I, I got sick of it and I said, I'm going to I'm going to more control my own destiny, and I think that starting that firm and working on it for two years and then you know opening it for a year uh, thus far, that was my. That's the thing I'm probably most most proud of uh, doing that myself. Well, that was a great accomplishment. Uh, I mean, and you you have just done so much. It's amazing. When I read your uh, your bio, I think we have a caller on the line. Is there someone on the line? Okay, go ahead. Yes, this is Dr. Nora Balladarian from California, from Los Angeles. And I'm wondering if there's anything that you have planned to increase um, the ability of prosecutors to prosecute cases uh, um, where the person who's a victim is has a cognitive disability and has been violated, usually raped in some way, but often they will not prosecute based on the disability of the individual, saying they would not be able to use the 
person as a witness or they couldn't overcome juror prejudice against the person who has a disability? Well, that's an interesting question, and, um, you know, we don't, we don't have anything specifically in our policies, but being an attorney and being a person with a disability, I, I obviously think that, that that's a travesty. Um, and I know, you know, as you know, I'm sure many, uh, the state prosecution, I mean, prosecutions are state-oriented for the most part, unless it's a federal charge. Um, you know, but Senator Obama has said time and time again that he's going to have a smart crime policy, an effective crime policy. And, and we know that, you know, Senator Biden's connection with passing the crime bill, putting 100 more police, I mean, 100,000 more police officers on the street. And I don't think there's any question that this uh, administration would be committed to more enforcing uh, crimes, and especially crimes against people with disabilities, and making sure that those those actions get uh, get prosecuted and get prosecuted effectively. And we're not just allowing um, you know people who uh, commit crimes against people with disabilities to get away with those crimes. Right. Well, that's pretty much what's happening now because the prosecution just decides that this isn't worth it somehow, or that they would be incapable of. Uh, raising an effective prosecution. But I know that Joe Biden has introduced the Crime Victims with Disabilities um, Act. Is uh, Obama supporting that? You know, boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question, and I don't want to represent one way or the other because I haven't looked at Senate legislation. Um, I don't know off the top of my head whether, you know, what his positions are on Senate legislation. I would have to check that to make sure. Kareem, excuse me, since we're almost done here with okay. the show, is there a way she can email you to find that out? Yeah, you can email me at kdale, D-A-L-E, at BarackObama.com, kdale at BarackObama.com. All right, thank and listen, so and thank you for calling in. That was a great question. Kareem, uh, one last thing. Do you have a message you want to leave with our listeners today? I want to leave the message, start voting now, and let's vote up through November 4th. As Joyce said, you need to vote no matter what, but, of course, I think you need to vote for Senator Barack Obama because he is going to put forth the policies that are going to, pon- that is going to positively change our lives, and there's no, there's no question about that when you look at the records. Well, Kareem, we so much appreciate you being with us. We always end this show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. So today it, of course, has to be from Senator Barack Obama, who said as he was celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month to people with disabilities and was talking about this terrible unemployment. He said, remember one thing, your talents and energies must not go to waste. So says Senator Barack Obama. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Kareem Dale, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Joyce. It's been been an absolute blast. Oh, my pleasure. And we'll see you all next week. Get out and vote. Bye-bye. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.